Welcome back to Tales of Southwest Michigan's Past. This is Michael Delaware. I am your host. And in this episode, I'm going to explore the history of the Page Brothers Buggy Company. Now, this was a company that existed in Marshall, Michigan from 1869 to 1917. And it has a fascinating history and is part of the early industrial period of the city of Marshall and in Calhoun County. So come along and join me. To begin the story of the Page Buggy Company, it's best to start with looking at the three brothers who were the main figures involved with the company. William L. Page was the founder of the company, and it was all based on his original ideas and craftsmanship that it got started. He was a carpenter by trade, but let's begin with their parents. Their parents were William Page, who was from Newark, New Jersey, and moved to uh, Licking County, Ohio in 1813. And he was the son of Daniel Page, who was a native of England. So William Page grew up in Ohio, and when he had grown up and was educated, he had learned the trade of a carpenter. And he moved to Michigan at a young age, and he arrived in the city of Marshall. And he began establishing himself as a well-known carpenter and builder in the city of Marshall, Michigan. He would meet Amelia Dean and marry her, and together they would have three sons. Their oldest son was William L. Page, who I began telling the story a little bit about, who founded the Page Buggy Company. William L. Page became a carpenter, and in 1869, he took his carpentry skills and began to manufacture the carriages of buggies and founded his own buggy company, probably in a barn or something on his family's uh, property. And he continued to work at that. His other brother, Lucius, who was two years younger than him, became an investor in the company with him, and together they were the original brothers as part of the company. From the records that I was able to find, Lucius was more of a silent partner and had provided money. And we'll get more into Lucius's story here in a minute because he's got kind of an interesting background unto himself. But William L. Page was the mastermind behind that company and designed the original buggies that he manufactured. The third brother was Egbert E. Page, and he was much younger than his other two brothers. He was 10 years younger than Lucius. And it wasn't until 1873, when he was 14 years old, and William had been manufacturing buggies for seven years at that point, that Egbert began working for him. And Egbert became the second brother to actually build and work in the craft of making buggies. And Egbert would stay with the company his whole life, and remain with it until it eventually it was sold. Egbert would become eventually a full partner in 1882. And in 1890, he helped the company become a stock company. And so he expanded the investors into the Page Buggy Company because the company had started becoming very well known for its craftsmanship. And when the investors came in, they were able to start hiring a lot more people. They built a big manufacturing plant in Marshall. And there's some very interesting old photos of the manufacturing plant. It's a very large brick building, quite a beautiful building. 
And they hired at one point roughly 70 employees. And one of their key stockholders was a man by the name of Marvin Ferguson. Marvin Ferguson was originally from New York. He was born in Yates County, New York in 1843. And he became a leading farmer in the city of Marshall and later a major force behind the manufacturing business of the Page Buggy Company. And he has an interesting story. He was the son of Walter Ferguson and Miranda McAlpine. And his great-grandfather, Peter Ferguson, had immigrated from Scotland when the United States was still a colony of Great Britain. He originally took up land in Vermont, and when he was just a boy, he would enlist in the War of 1812 at a very young age. So he was probably a drummer boy. His father would go on to manage a merchandise store for a few years, and then he would eventually take up farming. And Marvin would learn the skills of a farmer, but he also attended public schools in New York, and he would later attend an academy called Penyan Academy in Yates County, New York. And he would go on to work with his father in his general store, which was in Geneva, New York, and he would work as a clerk for a number of years. And he would get married over in um, New York to a lady by the name of Anna Ellerington. And after his marriage to Anna, he would go back into farming and he began buying his own farm. And then in 1883, he moved to Marshall, Michigan and purchased a farm that was alongside Mansion Street. And it consisted of 175 acres, most of which was in the city limits of Marshall. And today, a lot of that land would span all the way out to I-94 and much of the neighborhoods on either side of Mansion Street. But back in the day in 1883, he was one of the largest landholders in the whole area of Marshall and probably one of the largest ones in the county. And he established a very successful dairy business and became one of the largest milk dealers in the city. And then he would eventually retire from that business in 1902 and devote his energies back to the general agricultural pursuits with his farm. So he got rid of the dairy cows and just focused on growing plants. And he expanded his operation to have other people run the farm for him. And that was what allowed him to invest in other companies. And one of the companies that he helped with the organization and expansion of was the Page Buggy Company in 1904. And he would become the vice president. And from 1904, on the page buggy company would become a major international shipper of buggies around the world and i was doing research on the history of this buggy company and there were buggies shipped all over europe Um, i found some photos of the buggy being driven around over in italy an old historic photo and some of them are still in existence today they're restored and used by museums or uh, people that are collectors of the old buggies and i even saw some uh old sales records of some being recently sold by collectors um as recently as about five or six years ago when i did a little searching online so there's still a few collectors out there that are um, ones that like to collect those old buggies and so there are a few of them still in existence but the craftsmanship was what they were known for and they had a very beautifully curved carriage and the wheels you know, were very thin on a buggy. 
you know, we're used to thinking of the wide, flat wagon wheels and things like that when you look at old wagons. But the buggies had very narrow wheels. And, of course, when the automobile came around, the buggies were eventually phased out. And that's essentially what brought about the end of the Page Buggy Company. But the history of the Page Buggy Company does get a sizable mention in A History of Calhoun County, written by Washington Gardner. And it's under a description of Egbert Page and his history. And it describes that Egbert, when he became a partner in 1882, for the purpose of expanding the commercial facilities of the business, which had been organized and originally founded in 1869 by his brother William. In 1890, the cooperation with other representative businessmen, one of which would eventually become Marvin Ferguson in 1904, but they began to bring other businessmen into the operation. And they brought in a capital stock of $50,000, which was a tremendous amount of money back in that day. And Egbert Page would become the secretary and also the treasurer of the company for many years. And the Page brothers still were smart enough to retain a controlling stock in the company between the three brothers. Lucius, William, and Egbert retained a controlling interest in the stock of the company, despite bringing on other investors. And they did build a brick building for manufacturing the buggies, and it was a 60 by 400 foot building in dimensions. It stood three stories high, and it was located on the Michigan Central Railroad in Marshall, Michigan. The company manufactured high-grade vehicles with a capacity of 5,000 carriages annually, and it made its specialty in handmade car load lots, and the trade of their business expanded to all the corners of the Union. And it had an incredible, unassailable reputation, and it was a, considered a massive commercial asset to the city of Marshall. And it began really one of the early industrial chapters in the history of Calhoun County as one of the leading manufacturers and producers, and it did employ a lot of the members of the community. And so Egbert had come into the business later than the other two brothers, but he had a profound impact on the prosperity of the business. And he also identified himself with other businesses in the community, and they became investors within the city of Marshall. And Marvin Ferguson was about the same age as the older two Page brothers. Now let's visit the story of Lucius F. Page, the middle brother, for a minute. And he was well-respected in the community, but he was more widely known in Marshall as a benefactor and um, associated with the medicine business. And he had um, started a medicine business in Marshall, and that was where he spent most of his time in terms of his business interest. And all three brothers were born in Marshall. Their father was originally from Ohio, and they met he met his, their mother in the Marshall area or perhaps in Ohio, and they settled here and they raised a family. And so Lucius had a medicinal remedy company that he had within the city of Marshall, and he ran that for only about five years, and he continued running it up until the year that his wife passed away. And then he continued to just remain working with his brothers in the Page Brothers Buggy Company. And he was one of the largest stockholders in the company. 
And in doing so, he held a position as a director of the company for 20 years. But one of the interesting stories about Lucius is that when he was a young man, he traveled with the leading minstrel companies. So he would travel around the country playing music with a minstrel company. And the minstrel company that he was a part of was called the Dupre Green Primrose and West Company. And then he also was a part of another one called the Colonel Wagner Company. Now, minstrel companies were very popular between about 1850 to 1870. And they were usually traveling minstrel shows that were a combination of traveling musicians. And there was a lot of association with the face painting and it was the uh, white minstrels would paint their faces black, which is where you get the whole uh, connotation these days of blackface from the old minstrel companies that would travel around and do this form of entertainment that was popular between 1850 to 1870. And they gave way to eventually vaudeville shows and more theatrical troops that would go to opera houses and theater companies um, as time went on. But that was when they were most popular, and they did a lot of singing and playing music. And eventually that, of course, gave way to what was known as vaudeville and radio and eventually television as the centuries moved onward. And the music that minstrel shows were typically associated with were the tambourine, the banjos, violins, and those were like the common instruments. And there was a lot of ballads and comic songs and instrumental numbers and there was also kind of a mixture of a lot of different melodies that they would play so it was uh it was a little different than um, some of the later type of entertainment that came along it was more or less a form of early comic opera but lucius page passed away at the age of 70 in 1919 uh, quite suddenly from a heart attack and he was the first of the three brothers to pass away but before he died, in 1917, the three Page brothers sold the Page Buggy Company. And the demise of the company really came about because of the manufacturing of the automobile. The Model A, even though it wasn't manufactured on a large scale at the early time, was originally introduced in 1903 by Henry Ford. The Model T came out in 1908. But it was in 1925 that the mass manufacturing of the Model A put the automobile manufacturing into the mainstream by 1925. So between the early 1900s, although the Page Brothers manufacturing of buggies was still going strong and they were still producing about 5,000 buggies a year, shipping them to all over the United States and also in Europe, the automobile industry was beginning to grow. And the two companies had a very similar construction. I mean, the wheels were basically the same on the early models of the early automobiles, the Model A and the Model T. They were certainly wider than the buggies were, but it was the same basic functionality and the carriages were very similar. And so by 1917, the decline in production and demand for buggies was starting to be edged out by these new upcoming automobiles, the Model A and the Model T, as well as other companies that were manufacturing automobiles. 
And so it was the case in 1917, in March of that year, that the Page brothers took the sum of $25,000 for the sale of their stock, and the company was absorbed by a automobile body manufacturing company called All Season Body Company. And they bought their equipment and for manufacturing buggies, and they considered that most of the equipment would still be able to manufacture what they needed for the automobile. They initially intended to keep the plant in operation in Marshall and keep employing people just to manufacture the automobile bodies. That was what they presented to the public and to the people of Marshall when they purchased and acquired the Page Buggy Company. And this was March of 1917. And they considered that the Page plant was well adapted to their business, and they thought it would need some additional machinery, that the company would add that additional machinery needed later, but considered they had all they needed at the moment to continue manufacturing automobile bodies. They would add the new equipment needed to run the company for the larger bodies of limousines and sedan tops and things like that that they had in their product category for their automobile bodies that they were beginning to manufacture for the all-season body company. And they intended to contract 15,000 bodies for the automobiles out of the same plant in Marshall. And so they continued to press with the community that they would require men to work in the factory and it would their intentions were to keep it going. However, that was not to be the case. By 1919, all of the equipment had been sold off and the building was eventually sold and acquired by another company. Some of the equipment was sold to other automobile manufacturing companies. There was one that I found an article on that bought some of the equipment. It was down in Indiana. And there was another over in Jonesville, Michigan, that acquired the um, some of the buggy uh, woodworking equipment for manufacturing the larger portions of the buggy itself. That went to Jonesville. And so the equipment was eventually dissolved, and so were all the jobs that went along with the uh, Page Buggy Company. How often have we seen that in Michigan, you would ask, huh? Even in present day, these sort of things happen still. So this had to have had a profound economic impact on the community of Marshall. Uh, But hopefully there were other manufacturing companies that uh, took up the slack and hired more people. Of course, there is always the automobile industry that was coming up, and I'm sure there were certain other uh, manufacturing jobs that were made available from some of the other companies that took over the building. So the ultimate demise of the Page Buggy Company was that it was killed by the automobile, and the factory was eventually sold. The company that purchased the building was called the Lambert Machinery Company, and that building was located on South Kalamazoo Avenue in Marshall. In April of 1925, Egbert Page passed away. He was at a community hospital in Detroit. He had been um, having some trouble with his gallbladder and went under an operation. And he had actually had that same operation two years prior. And so no one expected that he would have any complications from it. And apparently he passed away as a result of that surgery. And, of course, the city of Marshall mourned because he was a well-known figure within the community. Egbert was 
well-respected. And even after they sold the company, he had become a salesman of another automobile company selling their vehicles. And that automobile company was called the Page Automobile Company. But it was spelled differently. It was P-A-I-G-E. And I don't see any record that it was associated with their own establishment of an automobile company. I think it was just a coincidence that that company had a similar name. But he was a salesman for that company when he passed away. And he passed away in April of 1925. And in June of 1925, William Page would be found dead in his bed by his son. And he had died apparently in his sleep from also some form of heart failure. So the founder of the Page Buggy Company was the one that was the last of the three brothers to survive. And the city of Marshall lost two of the Page brothers in the same year. And that was kind of the end of the era for the history of that great employer within the city of Marshall and the Page Brothers Buggy Company uh, passed into memory, ultimately, with the passing of William Page. Now, Marvin Ferguson, who was the investor that really kicked it in gear for them from about 1904 forward until they eventually sell the company in 1917, He passed away in 1939, and he was considered a very active member of the community. And um, all four of those men are buried at Oak Ridge Cemetery in Marshall, Michigan. The three Page brothers, as well as Ferguson. And I did a video recently on Oak Ridge Cemetery, and I featured the story of Marvin Ferguson and his life and in more detail than I've described here today. So if you want to watch that, I'll put the link to that in the podcast description. But I think it's quite interesting. Now, this was not the only city in southwest Michigan to manufacture buggies. I came across a story of a buggy manufacturing company that also met its demise with the introduction of the automobile that was up in Charlotte. And you can see an example of one of their buggies in the Charlotte Museum, called the Courthouse Square Museum there. And they were a manufacturer for several years in Charlotte. And then I also came across another buggy manufacturing company somewhere on the eastern part of the state. I believe it was in Kalamazoo. And so there were several different little concerns. But what was interesting about the Page Brothers buggy company is they received a lot of international orders for their buggies. And some of them are still in existence by collectors over in Europe. I've seen a few photos of them online. So they were pretty well known for their craftsmanship. And because William L. Page was a carpenter, his father had been a carpenter, and there was that craftsmanship within the family. And so the you can see it in the design compared to some of the other buggies that were made during that time, that the Page Buggy Company had a little bit more flair to it, a little bit more of uh, nicer curves to the cab. And the wheels, of course, looked very really, um, well-made, and the whole buggy had a, just a whole different feel to it when you looked at some of the different models side-by-side side of the old pictures of buggies, and you get the names of them. And so it was very popular, probably, for its design, just like you would see today with somebody having a popular automobile body design that uh, takes off. Now, you know, imagine the Mustang or... Um, 
the Buick or any of those models that uh, over the years that you can imagine that you walk around an automobile show. The uh, Page Buggy Company was one of those buggies that was the leading transportation, at least for that window of time in the history of Southwest Michigan and around the world. That was the main form of transport. And of course, people had horses and, you know, you had to have the necessity of having a good horse as well as a buggy. So, of course, when the automobile came along, it did away with the horse. And I think if you look at that turning point in history with the introduction of the automobile, not only do you see the phasing out of the buggy, but you also see the phasing out of the horse as a general means of transportation. And the population of horses in the country started to decline. And I came across some stories about that a few years ago when I was doing some research on it, that the the quantity of horses in the United States today is a smaller portion compared to what it was back in the time when you had horses as the main form of transportation during the Victorian era between like 1830 to 1901. So it's a very interesting period of time. And I think the Page Buggy Company is a very fascinating story and that all three brothers had unique and interesting stories on their own, as well as they were all connected with this company and they, they kind of held together as brothers and kept control of the company for as long as that it existed. And it was probably would still be in existence today had the automobile not been introduced and changed the world of transportation. And a lot of other forms of transportation eventually got phased out because of the automobile. And there's probably a lot more episodes that I could do on that. One of the other ones that was a major form of transportation during that time that lasted until about the 1930s was the interurban. And that was introduced in the late... 1800s and became a major form of transportation in the eastern United States. And a lot of tracks for interurbans were across lower Michigan and upper all the way up to uh, Traverse City, I believe. And there were um, like trolley cars that ran between the towns and they were narrower tracks. And you can still come across some of these abandoned narrower tracks in some of the rural communities around southwest Michigan. You probably might even have seen one in your neighborhood if you live out in the rural areas and wonder what those narrow tracks were. You never see, you know, railroad cars go on them and they look abandoned and they're overgrown. That's what those typically were, was they were an old interurban track that never got torn up. And I have driven around a lot of rural areas and almost see that occasionally. Um, those tracks, I always wondered what they were until I started researching a little bit about history and then I connected, oh, that must have been an old interurban track. And um, that's a whole different story probably for another podcast episode. But um, the Page Buggy Company, I thought, had a fascinating story. So I wanted to tell that story today. And that's going to conclude today's journey through history, looking at the Page Brothers Buggy Company out of Marshall, Michigan, and its existence between 1869 and 1917. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a minute to leave a review on if you're listening on Apple or Spotify. There are ways to leave a five-star review on there or any kind of, uh, if you want to write a review, you can do that as well, I think, on Spotify. And if you'd like to reach out to me, you can find me at michaeldelaware.com. I'm always happy to hear from people that are listening to my show, and you can send me a message on there. And until next time, when we take another journey into yesterday and explore even more fascinating tales of Southwest Michigan's past. Thank you for listening.